0: You're listening to the Adult and Teen Challenge of the Upper Cumberland Podcast. Now, your weekly message from Pastor Tim McLaughlin. Praise God. So excited to be with you today. Hope you're having a blessed day, enjoying this great weather. Looks like summer is upon us. Thank you for following us, listening to our podcast. I hope you're being blessed, and I want to say thank you to all of our partners that may be listening for helping us to do what we do. If you have your Bibles today, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning in verse number 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 2. I want to talk to you today about a subject that uh, we struggle with in many of our churches. Remember Paul now, here in 2 Corinthians, he's writing a letter to the church, to the Christians that are in Corinth. And he's talking to them about an issue, again, that many of us in our churches and in our homes struggle with, even as born-again believers. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2 says, For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ." Father God, I pray that you'd bless us today, bless the ears of those that are listening, look over them and keep them safe and protected. Be with me, Father, as I speak, that your will would be accomplished through me, that I would speak clearly, and I would only speak those things that the Spirit of the Lord has laid upon my heart. We thank you, Lord, for your word that is truth and for your promises that are yes and amen in Christ Jesus, and we give you praise for these things in Jesus' name, amen. So again, Paul's talking to the church at Corinth, and I want to speak to you today about disobedience. When we think about the city of Corinth during the time of the Apostle Paul, it would have been a city of intellect, a city of prosperity, and yet a city of moral decay. To compare today uh, to Corinth, we would look at the cities of maybe Las Vegas, New York, Los Angeles, all rolled into one. Very prosperous cities, but yet so much moral decay going on around them. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4 through 5, the apostle Paul tells them that they are blessed of the Lord in speech and in knowledge. But then if you continue to read in 1 Corinthians 3, verses 1 through 3, he tells them of their true nature as a whole. The Apostle Paul shares in his first letter and in his first visit that it's not by their works, but by Christ Jesus alone that they are saved. How they must purge their immorality and learn to glorify God in body and in spirit. He spoke to them about godly marriages. The Apostle Paul spoke to them about dying to self and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But then he had to write a second letter because of all of their knowledge and all that they were taught, they still continued to fall into disobedience. Now first you need to understand where disobedience comes from. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12 through 15 says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the furthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. Because of Satan, Lucifer, the devil's disobedience, he got himself and a third of the angels in heaven displaced. Disobedience is rebellion to God's authority. Let me say that again. Disobedience is rebellion to God's authority. We see this in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23. It says, For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as of iniquity and idolatry. Satan is the master of deception. Jesus said he was not only a deceiver, but also the very father of deception. John chapter 8 verse 44, the gospel of John chapter 8 verse 44 says, You are of your father the devil, and the desire of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Jesus warned us of the delusions and deceptions that would become so strong in the latter days. He even goes on to say that if it is possible, even the elect would fall prey to the deception. Matthew 24, verse 24 says, For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. In the days that we're living right now, even within the church, there are people that are living in disobedience they have been deceived and they think that everything is okay it's important that we discuss this subject because you cannot correct those things which you fail to acknowledge but to acknowledge and recognize to have an understanding of what disobedience is will help you to bring correction into those areas so let's go back to second corinthians chapter 11 verse 2 and 3 where paul compared a believer's vulnerability to the deception with the deception of Eve in the Garden of Eden. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 13, it says, And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Eve was lured into disobedience. Go back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said? You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Has God indeed said? The devil took Eve's mind off of God's generosity and instead emphasized the exception, implying that something was being withheld from her. Because of his distorted question, he made God out to be a taker, not a giver. With these newly raised doubts, she was open to questioning God's authority. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 4 and 5, it says, Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The master deceiver undermined the foundation of Eve's loyalty to God and assured her she would not die. Then he quickly followed this contradiction with his reasoning. Instead of dying, you will become more like God. Church, when we entertain thoughts that go against the commands given to us, we either take the thought captive and speak the truth and flee, or we begin to reason the thought and we fall into disobedience. The Apostle Paul says, Your minds may be corrupt for the simplicity that is in Christ. Obedience is simple. You do what the Word of God says or the authority of God's ministry. Anything other than doing what is right and what is written is disobedience and leads to spiritual death. Let me say that again. Anything other than doing what is right and what is written in God's Word is disobedience and will lead to spiritual death. God has given us so much grace and so much favor. He has died for our salvation by His stripes we have been healed, we have been delivered. He has risen from the grave that we have a promise of eternity forever with Him. He has equipped us with His Holy Spirit and the power to serve Him and to do His will. Yet so many in the church, just like Eve, do not look at what God has given us. Instead, we listen to the lies and focus on what God has withheld from us for our protection as if He is withholding something good. James says in James chapter 1, verse 16, 17, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. It must be settled in your heart that there is nothing good outside the realm of God's will. If you choose to believe otherwise, you have been deceived and this leads to disobedience, which is sin, That leads to destruction. To live a life of obedience is to receive the blessing of God. Jesus is our example. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, Jesus was tempted. He could have easily been swayed. He was 100% God and he was 100% man. He was hungry and he had reason to desire to eat after 40 days of fasting. But because he is the Son of God, Because he knew his calling. He knew that God sent him for a purpose. He was not deceived. But instead, he proved Satan wrong by the Word of God. His purpose for coming was to get back all that Satan had stole from man. And that was offered to him. But that was not the way the Father wanted it done. There's no shortcuts in the kingdom of God. There are no shortcuts with Jesus. Because of his obedience, the devil left and the angels came and began to minister to him. We need to stay obedient. We need to stay to the word of God. We need not be deceived. We need not be our minds turned or twisted. We need to stay true to God's word. James chapter 4 verse 7 through 10 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Submit to God, church. Resist the devil, and he will flee, just like he fleed Jesus when he was in the desert. For 40 days and 40 nights stay strong and trust in the word know that the word of God is truth that the promises of God are yes and amen do not be distracted true obedience keeps the devil away and brings the blessings of the Lord upon those who believe father we thank you again for our time together and pray that you bless each and every one of us help us Lord God to have the spirit of conviction working in our hearts And Lord, if we're in disobedience, help us to get it right, to repent of our evil ways and to turn our hearts right back to you. Lord, we thank you again for all that you do in us, through us, and with us. And we give you praise for these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Have a blessed day. And thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about this ministry or consider supporting, visit us at teenchallengeuc.org